Just before we actually begin, um, let's start in a word of prayer. Paul, Lord, thank you for tonight. Uh, I just pray that as we hear your word, uh, we would uh, not just be hearers of it, but doers of it, doers of it as well. And I just pray, Lord, that you would uh, just help me uh, to speak clearly and, and just speak your word. Um, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, can I have two volunteers? Okay, Kirk. Kirk is one. And Dorothy May. All right. I'm telling you, it's helping. Having photos, it's definitely helping. Okay, so we're going to have Dorothy and Kirk. If you, if you two can come up. And I'm probably going to just stand here and stuff like that because we got the, uh, the speaker thing. Oh, you can just come up. I won't bite. I don't bite on Fridays. Unless it's like after 8. Um, okay. Okay, uh, okay, that's what I got to do. Because I got to speak into your ear and If Dorothy May, if you can stand right here. Sorry, saying Dorothy May. Okay. And then Kirk. Okay, face, face, face the wall that way. And then Kirk. Uh, you face the wall, okay? Come. Okay. All right, cool. Okay, that's good. Now, uh, just trust me with this. Okay. Okay, so you guys remember what I, I told you, right? It's like Eris? Okay. So now I want you to make your way towards the direction I told you to go. I mean like any 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 moment now you can you can make your way towards the direction. <laughs> Make your way. <laughs> All right, let's give Kirk and Dorothy May a round of applause for participating. Thank you, thank you. All right. Um, listen to what. Listen to what Second Corinthians. 2, verses 6, has to say, which will hopefully um, explain what I just did. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses uh, 14 through the first verse of chapter 7. It says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness. What accord has Christ 
with Belial? Or what portion does the believer share with the unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord. And touch no unclean thing, then I will welcome you. And I will be a father to you and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Since we have this promise, since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of the body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. So we're continuing our holiness study. Um, how, how was Kirk able to actually get to his destination? Being, okay, being aggressive by dragging Dorothy. Um, how was it in the beginning? Like, were they successful to get to their destination? No, right? Um, when it talks about being unequally yoked and us not us being in the world, uh, as Jesus was in the world, but not us being off the world. I'm not saying that it's in scripture, but uh, the the heart of that message is definitely in scripture for us to be light of the world and and salt of the earth. Um, we can't move towards what God is calling us to if we are tied with the world. We can't move forward. And the only way to actually get to the point is to do what Kirk did, break away from the world, leave the world behind, and just press forward towards the direction that God is calling him to. And, that's some, and that is something that we're going to have to do at one point or the other. So, um, so I just want to share, share it with you all uh, tonight. Our text will be taken from First uh, Peter. So those who have your Bibles or those who have your electronic uh, um, iPods, turn to or click to First uh, Peter chapter two, verse nine, and make sure you are clicking to your Bible and not to uh, a face a Facebook page thing, but make sure it is the Bible indeed. Um, before we get to that, as you're turning, just quick, just some quick notes. We're going to start fundraising events, and the reason we're going to start these as early as possible, hopefully this month, the weather, weather permitting. Uh, when I said if it's not raining a whole lot, we'll like to do a car wash. And the reason behind this is summer 2011, we want to do two mission trips. One, a foreign mission trip, potentially to Haiti, if, if it works out. We have a uh, a missionary. Um, who knows the missionary that's in Haiti? Her name is Phyllis Newbie. All right, great. So hopefully we're able to connect with her, uh, connect with the, the the mission work that she's doing. We'll do that. If that doesn't pan out, we may, again, I'm saying may, not a definite, we may go back to Honduras. We're not sure yet. Um, and then the local mission trip will most likely be in Cat Island. Um, so, but of course, for us to do these things, we need money, or how they say in Creole, l'argent, or in Spanish, pesos, and then those are the only two languages that I know. Uh, oh, it's not even pesos, what is it? Dos pesos, right? But dinero, okay. 
I'm telling you, I'm not the sharpest knife in the, in the box or uh, in the drawer or whatever. See, and I can't even use analogies, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's bad. Um, and then uh, costume party is going to be on the 29th of this month. So, and the theme is dress up as your, uh, your just wackiest cartoon character person. Um, make sure that the dress is modest. So if your cartoon character is like immodest, just improve on their costume. Um, and then also remember the Blair Park, the Blair Park thing on the 23rd, the Blair Park Fair. And everyone that needs, if you want to be able to volunteer for that, just let me know. Please let me know. All right, so 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. It's kind of cool, like in this, like in this one chapter, it has like two of our praise team names. Because like in the beginning, it talks about, well, in the beginning verses, it talks about living stones, and then, you know, here, oh, darkness, so cool. So anyway, I thought, I thought that was neat. I thought it was just like, yeah, you know, we, that's, that's where we got it from. Um, when, you, when you hear chosen, what do you think of? When you hear the word chosen, what comes to your mind? What? Say it loud. Say it loud. Say it proud. Okay, being picked. Okay, who's ever been Matrix? The chosen one? Okay. Um, Neo, I am the one. Um, being picked. Who ever had to like stand on a team line and just wait to get picked? And then you're, you're hoping that you're probably in the first three picks or at least the middle. But then once the first three is gone and then the middle is gone, you're sitting there, you're standing there and you're like, and you know that, you, you know that when you actually get picked, right, you would hope that the person who's picking you would just be a little diplomatic and just be, okay, okay, you know, okay, we'll, we'll take Gregory, right? And not be like, okay, because Gregory is the only person we can, all right, Gregory, we got you. You're not, you know, like, how, how does that make you feel when you're picked like that? When you're picked with, you know, you're just the last person on the face of the earth, right? There's nobody else that can make 11 players, and it's like, okay, Michelo, just, yeah, just come. Just, just stand and just don't move, okay? <laughs> just, just be on the field. How does that make you feel? What kind of, do you feel like you're really being chosen, really being picked? How, how, does, how, how would that make you feel? Hmm? Bad, right? Like, like you're not really worth being picked, right? Um, now, when it says here, but you are a chosen race, it's not that we're worth being chosen by God in any event, right? Right, because we have all fallen short of the what? The glory of God, right? Um, but chosen here, chosen here in the original language, um, again, when I say this, it's not like I'm some sort of like, you know, Greek scholar person. I don't even come close. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I'm not even on the measuring stick, okay? I'm just saying this because as I study and as I learn, I just want to share it with you so that, that way, um, as you learn it, um, you know, you just will learn as I learn. So the original word for chosen is 
eklektos, eklektos, which means whom God has chosen or whom God has drawn to himself. And so, I forgot to do this. Craig, do you have your Bible with you? No. Gregory, look up Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. No, that's okay. Um, Thaddeus, look up 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. Um, Courtney, do you have your Bible? No? Okay. Steel, you have your Bible? Okay. Um, Steel, look up Titus 2, verse 11 through 14. And then Lauren, look up Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 2. Now, those who don't have your Bibles, we truly do encourage you to bring your Bibles. Soon, directly, we actually will have Bibles for all of you, so that even if you don't have your Bibles, you will have access to your Bibles. You, what's that? Your scripture is Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. All right? Because this is your tool. This is your sword. You need to bring it, unless you're going to be doing like karate and stuff like that, and it'll only take you so far against the powers of the principalities and powers of darkness and Satan, who's out there to devour you and eat you alive and tear you in pieces. All right, so bring your Bibles. Very important. Okay, Gregory, read Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse, I mean, Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. Nice and loud and proud. Okay. That sounds like that's the King James, right? You have no idea. Um, for you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen to be, has chosen you to be a people for his treasure possession. Doesn't that make you feel special? Right? Because I mean, we're not worth it. You know, I mean, like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm a wretch. You know, I mean, there's nothing, and I'm not just saying that so that you know, I'm degrading myself so that it can be a, it can make an impact. But really, I'm a wretch. Like, there's nothing in me that God should be like, okay, Mishlo, I've chosen you because you pray all the time and you, you know, you eat your vegetables. I'm being silly, you know, but, but, you know, you're a good person. You, you know, no, I mean, I'm a wretch. There's nothing good about me, nothing good about us that deserves God. Uh, for God, for, for God to see us as His treasured possession, out of all the peoples who are not on the face of the earth. Now, of course, we know if context, God is talking to the Israelites. The Jews are God's chosen people. Now, we, the Gentiles, who have placed faith in Jesus Christ, we're, be, we're now grafted into Him, being the great vine. Remember, He says, "I am the great vine. I am the life. I'm the way." Right. Um, so we are chosen. The second part of uh, verse 9 says, a royal priesthood. When you think of royalty, what comes to your mind? Kings and queens, okay. And when you think of kings and, and queens, what sort of things are associated with that? Crown, castle, money, money, all right. There's a, there's a position in which we have now, the a royal priesthood, the royalty that we have is not necessarily because of, again, what we bring to the table, because we bring absolutely nothing to the table, but the royalty that we have, being a royal priesthood, is in relation to us being in Christ, 
and his relationship with God the Father, because we are joint heirs with Christ. You know, we're, I know it's hard to think, about, think like that, you know, but we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ, those who have placed faith in him, because then those who have placed faith and trust in his saving work on the cross, they have died to their flesh and have risen in newness of life with Christ from the grave. So when he died for our sins, those who place faith and trust in him, what should happen, what should be our mindset is that our old self has died with Christ on the cross. And now our new self in Christ being raised, from the, being resurrected from the grave is what we are living in today. Um, and we're set apart. Because priests in the old days were priests able to be were priests, what were some of the um, some of the rules for the priests? Were they able to just associate with the common people? No. Okay, were they able to eat anything that they wanted to eat? No, right? There was like, there was like a list of things. Like, okay, this is what you need to eat. This is what you should eat. This is what you need to do. This is what you shouldn't do. And it wasn't so much like as rules. And, and, and it's hard because you see the do's and the don'ts and you think, God, okay, this God is just like a school teacher with a big yellow stick waiting for me to do something and just crack me on my knuckles because I didn't do it. But it's not that. It's really a testament to his love for us because he wants us to be separate. He wants us not to look like the world because if we're living like the world and we don't know him, as much as, he, as, much as God is love, as we're looking at, God is holy as well, and he's just, and he's righteous. And so he has to judge sin. And, and he really, for his people, don't want to... He has to judge sin, and he wants to spare us that judgment if we accept his son, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and personal Savior. Um, it says, but we are a chosen race. So we know those who place faith and trust in God are chosen. We are a royal priesthood, our position with Jesus um, and the Father, and a holy nation. Okay, now people say the Bahamas is a Christian nation, right? Is that so? Never. Never. Why, why not? Why not? Why, why isn't what, what people say is not really what's happening? What, what? Say it again loud. Half of them are not religious. Okay. Um, but is religion, is being religious make you a Christian? The behemoth culture is too traditional. Like, like how? In the church? Okay, give me an example. So... Mm. So true, so true. And, and you know, and the devastating thing about that is that the unbeliever sees Michelo, okay, I'm supposed to be a youth pastor, and even if I'm not a youth pastor, I'm supposed to be a Christian, and I'm, you know, I'm going to church every single day before church even opens up the gate. I'm there. I'm the first one to arrive. I'm the last one to leave. Um, you know, I know the Bible from back to front. I can read it from left to right and then from right to left. But then, you know, throughout the week, like how Craig, uh, how Craig is saying, um, you know, my coworkers wouldn't even know that I'm a Christian or not. The word, what I speak, what I say, uh, how I behave. 
So it says we are a holy nation. And by that, what it means is that for us who are believers in Christ, for us who are truly Christians, um, we are holy. Uh, there's a, I didn't, I didn't tell Nathan, so that's my bad. There's a verse that I actually wanted us to look at um, in 1 Peter. So those who have your Bibles, all you got to do is just look up in the first chapter, chapter 1, uh, verses 16 to 17. It says, since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you, and if you call on him, wait, sorry, verse 15 through 16. But as he was called, you was holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And then he says, after you are chosen, raised your royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. Um, I skipped over someone, but that's okay. Who has Titus 2, verses 11 to 14? Okay, read it to you. All right, um, Titus 2, verse 11 through 14. I know it's hard because he's sitting at front and, and, and his voice is here, so I'll, I'll read it. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, treating us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-control, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope. What's our blessed hope? What? Is our blessed hope like like uh, frappuccino, venti, with a little like a little like uh, um, cream? What whipped cream? Is that what's what's our blessed hope? Jesus and but what, but what? What's the blessed hope that we're all looking forward to? Say it loud. Say it loud. Yes. Yeah. Is that coming? Being able to see him face to face just as, just as he is. The appearing of our, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. So the thing is, we are a chosen race. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation and we are a people for God's own possession. So those who have placed faith and trust in Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. We're no longer our own, but we're His. And we have a position in Him, and we have a responsibility as well to be holy, for He is holy. Um, I haven't tested this, so hopefully this will work. Because I'm thinking... As I was, um, as I was, I probably should move this down a little bit. I don't think water and electric outlets work. But as I was going through this, I was thinking about myself because I was incredibly uh, convicted. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of junk in my life. You know, what I mean, there's there's things that I do, and it's like, man, why am I doing this? Have you ever felt that way? Like just, just like one thing or maybe a couple of things that you just always do 
And it's like, man, I did this again, you know, whether it's, whether it's just your temper with, with your parents or they say something you snap or it's at school or, um, or it's in your relationship with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, or your relationship with your friends, or just whatever it is, it's just like it's the exact same thing you do over and over again, and you're like, really? God has called me to be holy? I mean, God has chosen me. I'm a chosen race. I'm a royal priesthood. Really? I'm his own possession? He values me that much that he sent his son to die for me? So that, and, and his incredible mystery that now I, I have a relationship with him? But then my life is just filled with just a bunch of junk, right? And, and sometimes it's just what I've done. And it's just filled with stuff like that. And, 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 and really, God still wants to use me. He still wants me. You know, it's like, it's like, man, it's just like every single day, there's just more junk that's in my life. And I just can't, I can't see beyond my own messed up life. I can't see beyond my own sin, but yet the Bible is saying that I need to be holy. I'm a royal priesthood. Really? Um, but every day I look in the mirror and there's just more just junk that I see. And then, and then, and then Satan is like, you're not a royal priesthood. Come on, get real, Mr. Lowe. You know, um, look at your life. You mean, you really think God wanted, wanted to use you? You really going to try and pursue holiness? Nah, just keep making up with your girlfriend or your boyfriend, whatever. Just don't mind that. Just keep disobeying your, your parents. Don't mind that. Don't listen to your teacher. As a matter of fact, just talk bad about your teacher because she deserves it anyway. She's weird or he's strange looking. Um, right? And then, so your, so, so your life is just, I mean, look at this. You know? Just, I mean, if you had a choice between the drinking water there and this, what would you choose? <laughs> See? That is Survivor Man has minerals. Um, there's this. <laughs> right? right? But really, what, what would we choose? I mean, if honestly, if you were thirsty, you came to a table, this was sitting on a table, and then a clear jar of refreshing, cool water, as it appears to be, what would you choose? Clear water, right? Because this just doesn't look like something that you would want to drink, right? But this is us. This is us. But the thing is, and this is the awesome thing, is even though our lives are like this, even though there's a lot of junk, um, just a lot of uh, mistakes that we've made, mistakes that we continue to make. The awesome thing is, for those who have a relationship with Christ, when God sees us, he doesn't see this. He sees us through Christ. And that's why we can put on righteousness. And it's not our own righteousness, but it's the righteousness of Christ. And as we turn our lives over to Jesus, all of The, the stuff that's in our life, the things that weigh us down each day, day in, day out. He transforms us 
from the inside out. So all this junk, all the crap that we have in our lives, all the things that we face day to day, even things that are just brought to our own attention, right? There's, there's, sometimes there's things that you don't even personally get into, but whether it's your, um, the pressures at school, whether it's a, your, your home life, whatever it is, there are things that we go through and, and they fill our lives with just garbage. And then we, you know, we look in the mirror and like, God wants me? I supposed to pursue holiness? Really? I mean, this is how, this, this is what's inside me. God wants this. But you know what? God is looking beyond this and he is looking to what you will be in Christ, where all that junk and that garbage is set aside. It's just Kirk here standing here and being weighed down by the world and Dorothy too being weighed down by the world and, and Kirk just knowing that God is calling him to a certain direction and he has to get there. One way or the other, he has to get there because that's where God is calling him. God is calling him to holiness. God is calling him to be separate. And he goes forth. He lets go of the world, doesn't even look behind, and goes forth. And it's such an excellent uh, uh, illustration of just what we need to do today. And so, but you know what? The water is really not crystal clean, clear, right? Right? So what that means is that we still have things that we struggle with. There's still things that, you know, we're not perfect now, you know, and that's what sanctification is all about. Him, day by day, sanctifying us through his word so that we could become more like the young man and the young woman that he, des- that he, that he desires for us to be. But all the junk is left behind. And day by day, we're being sanctified so that we can be holy people, chosen race, holy nation, royal priesthood, a people of God's own possession. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that you didn't wait for us to achieve any level of, 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 of a good nature, a good character, because uh, we never, ever would be able to do so. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord, that you chose us nonetheless just the way we were. And I thank you, Lord, that you draw us to yourself. And, and I just pray, Lord, that anyone in this room that doesn't know you as their Lord and personal Savior, uh, that they would call on your name, that they would recognize that they are a sinner and that you came to this earth to die for their sins on the cross and that you rose from the grave on the third day, that through your death and your resurrection, if they place faith and trust in you, they now, too, can have eternal life. They now, too, can join in with the victory over sin and death and have sweet fellowship with you and the Father. And so I just pray that if anyone here that doesn't know that, that they will come and see one of you staff after we're done. So we give you praise and thanks for tonight. Thank you, Lord, for your great love towards us. It's your name we pray. Amen. Amen.